Hello, everyone, and welcome into this fireside chat at Global Supply Chain Week. I'm Anthony Smith, Chief Economist here at Freight Waves, and I am so fortunate to be joined by Martin Rand, CEO and co-founder over at Pactum AI. Martin, thanks so much for joining us today. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Martin, uh, I mean, the year right now is 2023 at the time of this recording, and AI has never been a bigger topic, and you were early to the game. And can you tell us just real quick um, about Pactum AI, the journey so far within AI, and what you expect the impact to be into freight tech? Indeed, we're uh, we're seeing this perfect storm that is happening right now with AI becoming actionable for enterprises, becoming practical, uh, and also now all of this uh, uh, chat side to it, uh, which is super interesting. And of course, our company was was born as an AI company that is chat-based. Uh, so, so it's creating a lot of attention um, and it's, uh, it's really good for us. And so when we're looking at the impacts into the supply chain, what are some of the challenges that you see specifically for AI um, to really be alleviating or solving when we're looking at um, this area? I know efficiency has to be a big one. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, so we deal with negotiations, uh, and it's not only supply chain negotiations; uh, it's essentially uh, any type of negotiations. We're, we we mainly do supplier negotiations uh, uh, for commercial terms, low dollar spend, uh, and so on. But a but a big big uh, part of our work is. Uh, um, uh, freight negotiations, and uh, we do that uh, with the largest organizations in the world, uh, such as uh, Walmart, Maersk, um, and so on. Um, and and the advantage of AI, especially in freight and supply chain, is of course huge. And the underlying reason why is because in in it's. Uh, uh, freight is so fragmented. It's uh, uh, moves are happening all the time, and the environment around these moves is changing. So, uh, so um, uh, there is a lot of data uh, surrounding those deals. The, there is a lot of complexity, and there is a lot of fast-moving data. And all of this is very hard for people to comprehend uh, properly. So, a machine can. Uh, can operate in that environment uh, uh, much better. Uh, so, and uh, and what a machine can do is go through all of the underlying data about, let's say, a single container move from A to B, understand what moves have been done uh, in the past, um, which carriers are perfect for this move, um, and how to negotiate this move in the best way, and then do it a hundred thousand times all over again. See that—that's I think a huge part, and that's definitely where my ears pick, perk up. There is that being able to do this hundreds of thousands of times after that, because when you think about being able to do this manually, that's just so many human hours being put into this. I mean, when, Martin, when you're looking at the future of AI uh, and especially within the supply chain, what are some trends that you're looking at or that you're going to be expecting in the coming years? Yeah, so so the world is changing um, and then supply chain uh, this is uh, uh, truer than anywhere else, and the fluctuations are the biggest. 
Uh, and one thing that we're seeing is uh, lack of demand. Uh, so when we look into our data and our negotiations that are happening, uh, then we see that, of course, the, as the prices are uh, have steadily fallen, uh, the conversion rates of our uh, negotiations have not dropped. And that means uh, there is a lack of demand uh, on the market. Um, so that's one, one very clear uh, trend. The other that is associated to that is uh, volatility uh, on the market. So uh, container moves are uh, decreasing uh, globally, uh, uh, and and what we are seeing that a bigger percentage of them are being negotiated uh, through Pactum, and this indicates that during this volatility, it's very hard to retrain people. Uh, to be able to uh, react uh, the changing circumstances, and it's easier to adjust a machine uh, negotiating those deals. And that's why in uncertain times, a bigger amount of those negotiations um, is coming to us. Uh, so that's that's what we're seeing also. Now, uh, I would, the, as a third trend I would bring out, is that, is the, and this is associated to innovation, uh, we're seeing that large enterprises are moving away from legacy systems. Uh, I might bring you an example. Uh, uh, for instance, there, there might be uh, a system for auctioning rates. And the system is capable of doing 10 different uh, auction types uh, for rates. Uh, but in reality, the enterprise is only using a couple of them, uh, probably. And plus, uh, it's it's not uh, it does not plug in into other systems uh, like load boards and etc. And, and uh, it forces uh, the the vendors, the truckers, for instance, to follow a certain uh, path, which in legacy software is not the most convenient. So this is a a third. So so basically, all of these changes, we think large enterprises are using this. A volatile situation now to improve their tech stack. And Martin, one of the most volatile things that's really kind of taken hold of the economy as of late has really been around inflation. And when I think about um, some of the different aspects of inflation, I think about how some of it could be, I would say, relieved by a relief by um, some more efficiency. In your mind, did you see any type of potential solutions to help curb or really help some companies fight uh, the inflation fight while using AI? Uh, yeah, well, uh, we're seeing this a lot. We're seeing this a lot in uh, retail, for instance. So the problem in retail was that uh, uh, prices were pushed up uh, across the board. And they were pushed up in a situation of fear. Uh, uh, but now, actually, as, as we see that uh, some of the commodity prices are stabilizing, um, uh, and, well, some of the rates are, are going down, freight, freight rates are going down, um, a broad-based uh, constant uh, renegotiation needs, needs to be done. Now, this is easy to do with strategic big uh, vendors uh, who these enterprises can uh, uh, can communicate with one-on-one. -on -one. 
but it's very, very difficult to do uh, with the non-strategic suppliers because there are tens of thousands of them. Um, uh, and renegotiating uh, such an amount of deals in a short time frame um, uh, is is very tough uh, with people. And, and there, uh, the, uh, the machine has an edge. So we're actually seeing that we're now, thanks to this, uh, and thanks for the additional efficiency we are creating uh, as well, um, uh, uh, we're pr- becoming a counterinflationary force uh, for these for our customers. That's huge, and of course, one of the big things that you guys are focusing there is around um, negotiation. So, when we're looking at AI and, and negotiation, how does AI determine what a good rate is? That's a very good question. So. Interestingly, uh, many of our uh, customers who are very large enterprises handling uh, huge volumes of uh, freight have said that, hey, uh, you can actually forecast pricing better than we can. Uh, And this is because everyone approaches this algorithmically. So uh, we look at historic information. uh, We take in uh, any... uh, Data elements around energy prices and so on. What we can, uh, what we can, and then come out uh, with an answer. We do it the same way, except the outcome. We constantly calibrate in a thousand negotiations. So as as we're seeing the economy fluctuate, um, we are always uh, our predictions uh, follow these fluctuations and are always more accurate. And this is. This is how conversational AI is especially important because it can validate, it, it, it speaks to the vendor. So it can validate trends. Uh, it can even validate information like, uh, uh, like ESG and uh, emissions information and so on and so on. And now I think that's another big one because we're looking at ESG and emissions as such a huge talking point, and it has been for quite a few quarters now. Um, we're looking at AI. I can only imagine that um, efficiency gets brought out even more so. We're looking at different, um, you know, I think benefits to AI. Is that correct? Um, yeah, and and the way we look at that is uh, is that uh, uh, a a, if a single entity can negotiate a whole value chain, then what we can do is we can turn carbon emissions into a tradable term that gets then negotiated through the hops of uh, the supply chain. Um, and normally what, what large enterprises are struggling with is that, hey, how do we control scope three emissions? Uh, we, we don't have any direct influence uh, of our vendor's vendor, uh, but actually turning it into a tradable term where suddenly it becomes beneficial uh, for the vendor's vendor to uh, reduce carbon footprint uh, is, I think, the most practical way to achieve this because then you're kind of uh, taking the invisible hand of the market and it'll it'll do its its job, whereas trying to do it uh, in a pre-planned way with rules is, is very difficult. Uh, and, and Martin, when I'm thinking about 
just business in general. It, it, I mean, it wasn't too long ago where you would say, hey, have my guy call your guy and I'm sure we'll work something out. And I'm sure you've probably gotten this question many times or this instance, but now essentially AI speaking to AI. And do you see this really being almost like the future or almost the norm of having just different entities, AIs interact with each other? Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is something that we don't have yet, but we're very, very close to it. And it might happen sooner than we think. Um, uh, one of the large uh, uh, trucking companies who we are negotiating with actually came to us and said, hey, can we out- automate our side as well? Because essentially our people are answering you algorithmically based on a table. Um, uh, well, that could be a machine as well. And then our people could focus on strategic deals rather than firefighting. Um, so, so, and if, if now, uh, and we call it a bot to bot negotiation, if now a bot negotiates with a bot, uh, imagine, uh, then a deal could be renegotiated at any fluctuation of a commodity price, uh, a deal can happen every couple of seconds if necessary. We are not bound by renegotiating something uh, uh, annually. And and especially we've now seen uh, during the last years how long-term contracts uh, struggle because, hey, the world is changing so much uh, the long-term contract is not uh, applicable anymore. But if a machine negotiates to a machine, there's not really a need for a contract term uh, anymore or if there is they could negotiate uh, the contract uh, uh, based on uh, yeah any fluctuation of any commodity price index for instance and i can only imagine i mean we're looking at that ability to negotiate i mean we're looking at larger enterprise a lot of times you might see them more so active in contract negotiation that you said mentioned a little bit earlier, um, longer term contracts. But now this potentially opens them up to, like you said, shorter contracts, but also the spot market. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and we see uh, we see companies moving more and more to the spot market because I, I guess what they have witnessed now is that uh, the the constant what they are seeing is that uh, the the changes are not going away. Uh, the world is going to just change uh, ever more rapidly. And of course, one of the advantages uh, of a spot market is that it's always uh, based on the the market is reflected perfectly in a spot market. Uh, uh, And the difficulty, of course, is operating in a spot spot market with large uh, uh, volumes, uh, but a a bot again helps there. Awesome. Well, Martin, thank you so much for your time today. And any closing thoughts or uh, something that you want to leave the audience with as to what you expect with the future of AI or anything that we maybe didn't cover on this conversation? No, it's just, I'm incredibly exciting what's uh, happening now and all of these technologies becoming uh, practical uh, for large enterprises. Uh, And uh, uh, we're seeing this counter cyclical effect that as the economy cools down, uh, actually there's more interest uh, towards these technologies. And I think that's a good thing uh, for the whole world because it spells efficiency and efficiency spells uh, less inflation. 
absolutely right. And I'm excited for this future. And Martin, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll be sure to follow up with you again soon. Thanks, Anthony. It was good to be here. And thank you all so much for tuning into this fireside chat. We have more content coming up.